Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Uh, welcome back, and thanks for listening today. We have one more guest today, and he is Mike Aguilera from San Jose. And Mike's going to talk to us about how to deal with difficult people and connect with anyone in 90 seconds or less. Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you, Bill. Glad to be here. My pleasure. Thanks for coming on. And uh, one of the first things we like to do, Mike, is to give our listeners a sense of who they're listening to. So tell us a little bit about you and your background and what we're going to talk about today. Okay, sure. Yeah, we're going to, what I specialize in is I help people get results with communication skills and people skills. And my background is I've been doing uh, training and coaching internationally, and I'm also the author of a book, uh, international for about 14 years now. And before that, I was in the high-tech field. I'm, I'm out here in Fiddle Silicon Valley. And during the high-tech field, uh, I was looking for professional development products and books and workshops, and I came across Tony Robbins and one of his books. And in that book, his first book, he he talked about uh, NLP, Neuro Linguistics Programming, and just became fascinated with that and went through the formality of going through certification as a practitioner, then certification as a master practitioner, and then certification as a, as a trainer. And that's the, the, the type of training that I do. I specialize on NLP, Neuro Linguistics Programming, which is uh, a form of communication that's modeled after therapists that were creating amazing change in people, helping them overcome phobias, bad habits, breakthroughs. And, and Tony Robbins is more for the empowerment and breakthroughs and creating change in people's lives. And so there's elements of NLP based on that. There's also elements around NLP based on the communication, the way the therapists were talking to people, the clients, uh, what the meaning behind words, their body language, their voice. And that's what I focus on and train primarily is more in the subconscious communication, the, the, the impact you have. It's not what you say in many cases, it's how you say it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so if we break that down, neuro-linguistic programming, right? Is that the, mm-hmm. the, that, is that, get that right? So neuro is, is the mind and then linguistics is how you communicate that and and uh, is that kind of boil it down? Yes, neuro for the, the mind or the thoughts, the linguistic, both your words and your body language. And then uh, programming is the programs or patterns that we all process information to make sense of our world, our reality. So, yes, NLP, neuro-linguistics programming. Okay, and like a lot of things, if we, if we can understand how that works, then we can help to um, maybe reprogram some of our thoughts that are self-defeating and, and holding us back and, and, uh, and instead reprogram for thoughts of uh, abundance and success and happiness and all that type of stuff. Is that, that basically what it boils down to? That's also a big element of it, yes. Um, our thoughts impact our reality, what we focus on, what we tend to see or hear or notice, and also uh, in regards to communicating with other people as you understand meaning behind words, words that you're using, your body language, their body language. You're able to connect with more people and create that rapport and change or influence them during a conversation or during a meeting or what, whatever you're going through at that point. So, uh, yes, there's elements in regards to the mindset, and there's also elements in regards to the, the communication. 
That makes perfect sense. Hey, listeners, you remember the old saying, if it is to be, it's up to me. This is what this is all about. And so let's talk about, uh, Mike, let's talk about how to deal with difficult people. Uh, the holidays are coming up. A lot of people are going to be hanging out with people that they, they may be related to, but they, they have a difficult time talking with them. And we're gonna, So tell us about how to deal with difficult people and connect with someone in 90 seconds or less, because a lot of people are going to be meeting strangers uh, for the first time. Um, so uh, have at it. How do we, how do, we do this? Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of uh, holiday parties. There's people in lines at stores and uh, a lot of interaction and things going on. And in my book, Connect With Anyone in 90 Seconds or Less, I, it's broken into four parts. Part one is the mindset. Part two is the contact or the first impression. Part three is the conversation. And part four would be a follow-up or if you're going to have a meeting. So in regards to meeting new people or uh, having a good encounter with somebody, either with someone you've met for the first time or maybe someone you've met before or someone that you don't have good relationships with, uh, the, the basis of, of any communication is first your mindset. And so uh, what you want to do is to start to connect with more people or, or start to have good interactions or start to create a, a good sense of rapport. One is have the mindset of, assuming rapport. <clears throat> and what I mean by that is assume you're going to like the person you're going to meet or assume it's going to be a good meeting or assume it's going to be a good interaction. And when you start to think that way, you, you start to project a certain sense of poise and confidence. And there's a term, what you perceive, you project. So if you perceive if someone's going to be upset with you or someone's not going to be a nice person, you're going to project that. You're going to project hesitation. You're going to project or talk uh, in a certain way that the person's going to sense that there's not this connection here. You're, you, you don't like me or there's there's something going on here. So a big element, and I go through 12 key points in regards to <clears throat> creating energy and having that mindset of, of having being poised and confident. One, one, one of the key elements is simply what I call going first. Just assume rapport. Assume you're going to like that person, and then also assume they're going to be okay with you. They're going to be okay or like you, or they're going to be okay with you. And most people, when they when they meet someone for the first time, they're thinking about themselves. Am I going to be awkward? Are they going to like me? Is this going to be going okay? Is it going to be an awkward conversation? And so they're all internal and consumed with themselves. And if you see people that are good connecting with other people, they approach people, they talk with them, they have conversations as if they, they want to know that person, as if they like them. So one key element out of the 12 energy techniques is just assume rapport and you will project poise and confidence. And, and then when you want I like to, that. Yeah, and, and, and just that shift in mindset will, will help a lot of people <laughs> just to be aware that it's in business and also relationships. Just <clears throat> assume rapport and assume whatever interaction is going to happen is going to be a, a good interaction. <clears throat> and then, well, it's easy to remember, too. I like, I like the fact that it's, it's simple. Assume rapport, and it means so much. It means that basically, you know, assume you're going to meet somebody happy, happy to see you, and you're going to have a wonderful conversation. Instead of thinking, "Oh my gosh, I don't, I don't want to meet another person." <laughs> There's a, you know, and, and again, it's a mindset. So we're already talking about this, uh, changing your mindset, be positive, you know, put yourself in a good mood. You're, you're going to find out something great about somebody. So what's next? Yeah, next would be. Um, First, uh, the first contact or the first impression, and there's a, di- a lot of different things that happened. Uh, we we create patterns as as we approach somebody, the way we move, our gestures, eye contact, uh, even what we wear. There are all patterns of information that 
another person will pick up subconsciously and get a feeling about you, an intuition. And some of it is consciously. If they see you're making eye contact with them, they, they know, okay, they're making eye contact with me. They're just knowing that, okay, this person is connected with me or at least acknowledging me. However, there's a lot of other information, as I mentioned, the way you walk, your gestures, your motions, your voice patterns. Those are all also picked up at an unconscious level. But, however, as you approach somebody, uh, the first thing you want to do is just have them feel comfortable or even safe around you. And when you approach someone, what you can do is a, a few things. One is, and it's a little challenging to do this over the phone, however, uh, I'll, uh, at the end I'll, I'll share a, a web page I have with some video clips that people can watch what I'm talking about and get some more information uh, in regards to rapport and connection. Uh, the first thing is, as you approach someone, just uh, open your hands up as if you're going to give them a hug, and without hugging them, just, just open your hands up like, hey, greetings, and then just put your hands back together. When you open your hands up, it just shows that you're being vulnerable. You're almost kind of give them a hug. You're uh, also taking up more space. It, it also projects confidence that you're taking up more space. It creates more energy, more presence. And then another thing that what it does, which uh, most people don't even think about, however, it shows that you don't have any weapons in your hand. <laughs> so mm, that, that's it, a... That- that is a, a back to caveman kind of uh, days, right? I mean, that this is wired into our DNA. Exactly. Yes, and it's one of those quick patterns that we is this person friendly or foe? Is this animal or creature a good creature or dangerous creature? So just having your hands and showing your palms, it's just a, a, a little pattern. But however, subconsciously we pick it up. Versus if, if you approach someone and you have your hands behind your back or your hands in your pocket, it's mm-hmm. just a different feeling in regards to that first con- connection. So now, what if, if somebody might? What if they have a fruitcake in their hands? Is that considered a weapon? <laughs> to some people, to some people it is. They have a very okay, right. reaction. No <laughs> but some people, it's a gift. So, well, okay. uh, yeah. So yeah, just open up your hands, almost as if you're going to give them a hug, so they can see your palms, and then just put your hands back together. And that all that at that point is starting to create that sense of I feel safe around this person, and this person's being vulnerable, and so they're not trying to to do anything, and it, it just starts to create that sense of a, of connection. And then the the next thing is when you're going to meet someone and approach them, when you shake hands with them, what you want to do is just be slightly off. Do, what you want to avoid is, is approaching someone and being face-to-face. When you approach someone and you're face-to-face, this is a more aggressive, in-your-face uh, posture. So if you're just step off slightly to the right, as if the right shoulder is in front of the other person's right shoulder as you're shaking hands, this is a neutral position, and this is also within our DNA. If someone is slightly off to the side, <clears throat> they're they're not in your face, and so you don't get the sense of being alert. And and you'll you'll sense this as as you listen to this, and later on as you approach someone, if they approach you and they're in your face, meaning their face is right in front of yours, this is a confrontational, almost combative posture for men, not for women. Women want to be face to face, but for men, this is that primal caveman reaction again is oh, what's going on here i don't know this person he's in my face but if you are slightly a little bit of a distance but and also off to the side then it creates that sense of okay i feel safe around this person or this person doesn't seem to be coming across as aggressive and so that'll help accelerate the sense of comfort around you and then from there start to build the rapport does, does that make sense as i'm explaining it over the phone yeah it does it does it's uh it it, it kind of goes back to Again, these primal instincts that we have that you, you don't want to, you know, you want to show that you're open with your hands and, and then you want to be not confrontational. Just like if you're, you know, you think about how 
how dogs kind of come together. You can kind of watch dogs and probably get a lot of if they're if they're <laughs> wagging their tail and you know they're they're they don't go right up to each other necessarily face to face. There's going to be a fight if that happens, right? <laughs> right. And I'm always amazed. How do dogs know a park or the beach is a neutral place to to play at? And they never fight with each other there. <laughs> yeah, and beware the dog that's not wagging his tail. Right? <laughs> yeah, beware the dog. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's a could be a title of my next book. I, I'm gonna that. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So, so then you know. Okay. So we've got the body language down. We've got the mindset down. So we worked on the mind and the body. So we've got mm-hmm. neuro and kind of the communication with. So, so how about first comments uh, and first impressions? Well, yeah, that actually is the first. The, the mindset would be go first and with some rapport. The first contact is as you're approaching someone, have your arms open and shake hands with them. And as you're shaking hands, just be slightly off to a, to a, a shoulder, right shoulder and right shoulder. Unless you're approaching a woman, woman to woman, or approaching a man to a woman, then it's okay to be face to face. But if a woman's approaching a man or a man's approaching a man, then you don't want to be face to face initially. And unless they are face to face with you, that means they, they feel comfortable around you. But if you don't know them, then you want to be in, take the initiative and create a good first impression, of, a, an impression of of uh, you're safe around me. And then from okay. that, and there's other elements of of the of, of the, the contact uh, or the first impression. But those are a couple of key elements. And then after that, what you want to do then is is you begin the conversation, and um, that will start to get you to understand them and for them to understand you and start to accelerate and create that rapport quickly and easily. And some of these techniques people are doing naturally. Uh, they may, again, be standing at the right position. They may be opening their hands up when they greet someone, the words they're using, their voice. Uh, and in some cases, they may, may be doing it and not even aware of the impact and importance of it. Some people are not doing it and creating a mixed message and, and breaking the rapport or making people not feel comfortable. And then there's other techniques through NLP that, that I train on that many people don't know that they can incorporate and help them in their business and relationships. So some people may be doing, they may have the right mindset, some may not. Uh, there's other key elements about the mindset and energy. Uh, and then the first contact, the first impression, uh, that's the initial thing that you want to do is just have people feel comfortable around you or safe around you. And Okay. And now, okay. now, now we, let's yeah, let's get into the verbal part because I think that's where a lot of people stumble. They're like, okay, I got that other part figured out, but uh, give, give me something different than how are you. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so during the conversation, uh, in, in, in NLP, there's also in regards to its first contact and conversation, there's a term called matching and mirroring. And what that generally basic, basically means is simply reflect back either gestures or, or, in essence, the energy that someone has. So when someone's moving around a little bit faster than you normally do in regards to their gestures, then speed up your gestures. And when you do during the conversation, what happens, or also during the first contact, is you start to create a, a certain sense of harmony. You're almost like a, a tuning fork. You're in rhythm with them. So just think about uh, kind of reflecting back certain things, gestures, motions, almost energy back to that person so they get a sense of connection. And then when you're having the conversation, as you're thinking about assuming rapport that you're going to like that person, uh, there are ways that people talk that will reveal how they process information. Uh, One of them is a term called VAK, visual auditory kinesthetic. Uh, And you start to pick this up during the conversation, and there's also certain words you want to be be cautious with during a conversation that will uh, impact 
the confidence in your message and the confidence in if it's a business meeting or just meeting someone for the first time. I'll, I'll share a dangerous word later on also. But uh, first off is uh, to help you accelerate the, the connection and the rapport is uh, people that are very visual tend to use their hands to create pictures. And they'll move their hands around as if there's a picture in front of them and, and, and illustrate that. Uh, or if you ask them for directions, they'll say, yeah, you turn, go down the street. And they're using their hands to actually as if there's a map in front of them. You turn left, there's a coffee shop, you turn right. And so they're very visual, and they'll use visual words like, I see what you're talking about. That looks good to me. And those are visual words. And so a person like that will tend to want to uh, explain things or also understand things initially through visual concepts or visual terms. And so to really get your message heard with a person like that, for them to get a sense that this person really understands me, then you want to be sensitive to that and use some visual words so that they can process that information quickly and easily. So if, uh, if you're having a conversation with someone and, and you say, can you picture us working together, does this look good to you? Uh, isn't this beautiful? Those are visual words that a, a visual person will understand quickly and process and, and just follow along with the conversation. And it's not as if they're not going to understand any other words. However, those are just some key words that, that will kind of unlock their mind to hearing your message quickly. And then there's, other, there's gestures, there's how fast they talk, the way they walk, uh, their learning styles also all, will all reflect that. And then an auditory person will tend to use their hands almost like a music conductor. They'll move their hands up and down and create a rhythm, and they tend to talk in a rhythm with their hands. So they will use words based on more on uh, sounds. Uh, this sounds good to me. I hear what you're talking about. Let's talk about this, or uh, this clicks with me. And so they tend to process information a lot easier, quicker, initially, if you're explaining things based around sound. Can mm -hmm. did this sound good to you. Uh, I hear what you're talking about. And so uh, that way when you're having a conversation, you can start to then hear their words and their, see their gestures, and then you can start to use certain words back to them where they get that sense of this person really understands you or I really understand this person. And that's in essence what you want to do. You want to understand people and how they need to hear things and how they need to be have a conversation and, and communicate with and so they understand you. You want to understand them so they understand you. And then the, the, the third uh, communication style, and there's communication styles just like there's personality styles, and there's also uh, motivational profiles, how, what motivates someone if they're motivated to avoid things or they're motivated to achieve things, if, if they, they're motivated with procedures or, or just the bottom line. And, and during the conversation, you can ask questions. I have what I call five power questions that will reveal that. Uh, or you can start to pick it up in their language, and then you can know, okay, if I really want to motivate this person, I need to make sure I add these elements into it, uh, and, and, then, and then also blend it in with the visual, auditory, and kinesthetic. So now the, the kinesthetic. Uh, kinesthetic means as in feelings or emotions or sensations, and a kinesthetic person's gestures would be something like when they're rubbing their face or they're rubbing their, their, their hands together or maybe they're, they're rubbing their, their arm in essence, they're feeling about what you're talking about. Mm, mm -hmm. Okay. So they will use words like, this feels good to me. I, I get a good feeling about this, uh, a warm, fuzzy feeling. Uh, this is a solid idea. And and you want to then, again, slow down. What, what's also interesting with a, a kinesthetic person in regards to voice pattern, a visual person will tend to talk a little fast because they're, they're pictures and they're expressing the pictures. Then auditory is a little bit slower, and then a kind person talks really slow, 
and it mm-hmm. will drive a visual person crazy. <laughs> <laughs> However, there's a great opportunity right there for a visual person to slow down their voice speech pattern or their speed to connect with a kinesthetic person. Because of your, and this is also part of matching the mirror and reflecting back the energy. If, if uh, a slow-talking kinesthetic person is hearing and having a conversation with someone that talks really fast, they're going to get a sense that, boy, this is a fast-talking person that I can't connect with, or a fast-talking salesperson. So if you slow down, you create that resonance, and then they, they're able to follow your message, and you create that rapport. So that's also another key element in regards to during the conversation, how you can connect with, with people just by paying attention to their gestures, their motions, and, and their words, and then just reflecting those back and using some of those words back to them. Now, Mike, I know people. I know it makes tremendous sense. It's fantastic stuff. And uh, you know, the the thing is, I know people that um, they sometimes they're fast talking and sometimes they're slow talking. Is that is that natural for someone to morph from say being a, a in a visual mode to being in kinesthetic mode? I mean, or is or are most people one one of the three dominantly, and at times they're in other modes, or how does that work? Yeah. The for me, for example, I am high auditory and then visual and kinesthetic. However, I will switch from auditory to sometimes visual. I'll talk a little faster because I have the ideas and things in my mind and then, or whatever I'm learning or, or training. So, yes, some, there's two things. One is sometimes you'll switch. Uh, it depends on the situation. Uh, in natural conversations, it's usually your, your reflex reaction. It's just like if someone's right-handed mm-hmm. or left-handed. Uh, naturally, they'll use the right hand. They'll use the right hand, but they always still have the left hand. Same thing if you're visual or auditory and kinesthetic. You naturally use your reflex process, but then they have your others at times. And the other thing is, in some cases, uh, a person may may be matching and mirroring someone else. Meaning, uh, you think they're, uh-huh. they're talking mm-hmm. slow, but they're matching you or matching someone else in the in the group that they just are slowing down the conversation or their speed rate or they may be in a different modality. So there could be a couple of things going on there. So it, for the purposes of this discussion, we're talking about building rapport with individuals and trying to be aware of what mode they're in and, and mirroring that. Uh, but it, if they're mirroring you too, you may have, a, you know, just be... Just go to your natural mode. <laughs> I guess it might be difficult if they're really good to figure out that they're mirroring you and wondering why they're talking so fast because you're you're talking fast. So <laughs> right. well, well, some some people, as I mentioned earlier, are, are natural at, at doing things like this. So mm-hmm. it may be you may be getting a sense that they're ma- once once you are become aware of matching and mirroring and energy, then. It's always been around you, and it's always been there. And now that you become aware of it, you think, oh, if I start matching and marrying people, they're going to notice I'm kind of mocking them or reflecting them. And But the answer is no, unless they have NLP training or unless they have my material or uh, are aware of that. In most cases, people won't notice that you're in, in sync with them. And once you're in sync with somebody, then they start to follow your lead. You'll, you'll see people in restaurants, once there's like a couple uh, having dinner and they're or maybe some people having a business conversation, once they're in, in harmony and the rapport is there, if someone picks up a glass of water to take a drink, the other person will then follow them and pick up a glass of water without even thinking about it. They'll just be this connection and this kind of harmony. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, and they're probably leaning into each other and, and as they talk. They're, they're really showing that interest. 
And, and that's part of what we're talking about, too, is really, really listening to people, really getting the gist of what they're saying to build that rapport. You, you can't, you've you got to live this. You can't just pretend it, right? Right, exactly. It didn't. And it, some, for some people, it takes practice. Some people, it's just a matter of being aware of that and then just incorporating that. And they may have thought, okay, so how come I didn't? How come that person didn't? Uh, I like my idea or, or connect with me. And, and, and there could be some things that they're not even aware of it. But it does take initially it takes effort, and then after that, it just becomes part of the way that you're moving through the world and just kind of connecting with people and having that mindset and, and that presence and energy. Okay. In our last couple minutes, let's talk about the follow-up. Uh, a portion of that, and then we'll get to your contact information. So what about the follow-up? You mentioned there was the fourth step, which was following up with people. Sure, yeah. Um, well, I'll, 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 the follow-up also, I'll, I'll add the, a dangerous word, because people love the dangerous word, and this also applies to follow-up. Uh, people, there, I, I cover nine dangerous words, and certain words will impact people and create a negative message or lose the confidence in the message. So one dangerous word, one of the, one of the nine dangerous words is the word hope, H-O-P-E, hope. And it doesn't sound dangerous, but imagine your doctor saying, I hope I can find what's wrong with you. That's <laughs> 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 when you say, I want a second opinion. And so in, <laughs> in conversations, people will tend to use the word hope because uh, at home it, it's being humble. You know, I hope you like the food. I hope you're comfortable. However, in business or relationships in general, it, it creates that, that mixed message of there's no confidence behind the message. So if you, you meet someone and you say, I hope to hear from you soon, then you're you're actually expecting them not to hear. You're expecting not to hear from them. You're hoping you do. So, or I hope you like this information. So remove the word hope and just replace it with a positive outcome. I'm looking forward to hearing from you soon. Or you're going to love this information about what I have to offer. And 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 so that applies to the the follow because if you you want someone to meet with you and you say I hope to hear from you soon, you're already creating doubt in the importance of the meeting. So now when you follow up, uh, a couple. A couple of things in regards to, well, at least one key thing I'll share with you in following up. In NLP, there's a term called reframing. And what that means is if, if for those that are, are into photography, if, if you change the frame of a picture from a dark wood to light wood or, or metal, the different colors tend to stand out differently, and the picture looks a little different. So mm-hmm. in communication, if you change the frame or the label of an experience, the experience tends to be or feel different. So... What I suggest for people, if they want to increase the odds of someone meeting with them in the follow-up meeting or uh, an important meeting, instead of using the word meeting, replace it with the word conversation. So it would go like, I'm looking forward to having a conversation with you, or come into my office, I'd like to have a conversation with you about our, our project or what's going on, or it was uh, great meeting you at the, at the event, I'd like to sit down and have a, a cup of coffee and have a conversation with you. So the, the word conversation has a different feeling or experience to most people, it's, it's interactive. However, if you say, come into my office, I'd like to have a meeting with you, then it becomes more formal and almost a sense of pressure. So just, just in a follow-up meeting, if you want someone to meet with you and feel comfortable and, and, and regain that rapport, just simply use that word conversation instead of meeting. Great. Great stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I know there's there's so much uh, there's so much to this. I know there's just no possible way to put this into a short interview. But you've given us so much great information, and I hope our listeners will take advantage of this again. For, for uh, I, oh boy, I, I look forward to our listeners taking advantage of this and having great conversations with people. Uh, and you know, it's been a real pleasure to uh, to have you on the show today. How do our listeners get in touch with you, Mike? 
Okay, I have a few websites. One of them that I, I put together a page for your listeners, and the website is uh, getapromotionnow.com. Again, that's getapromotionnow.com slash EC, as in exit coach. So getapromotionnow.com slash EC dot HTML. And on in that page, I have uh, a, what I call a home, an NLP home study course. It's three hours of, of uh, high-quality streaming video of me going through the, the four parts, the mindset, the conversation, uh, the content conversation, follow-up. I also have four hours of, uh, of audio for those that want to listen to it on audio, and, and it's actually some of it overlaps. And on the audio, there's a lot of new information as well. And then I have my ebook, Connect with Anyone in 90 Seconds or Less. That's available as a digital download PDF on that on that page. I have another book on networking for those that are and want to learn how to network, I have a book called The Art of Networking. And, and the, the books are also available on, on Amazon if, if someone prefers a paperback. However, as part of this instant access online program, the video, audio, total of seven hours, the e-book, connect with anyone in 90 seconds or less, uh, Art of Networking. I also have an e-book or special report on storytelling for those that know the importance of storytelling and, and how to use some key elements in regards to creating stories. And I also created uh, or did a, a class, a teleclass, uh, a while back on helping people overcome the fear of public speaking. So I have that also as an audio on that on that web page. And, uh, and and so for, by for me sharing all this information and these golden nuggets, I want people to feel confident to to invest in NLP. And I created a, a special discount that's over probably about two hundred, three hundred dollars of, of product value. And I have two options. One is they can go on that website and they can download it and have access to it for only $77, all of that information. Or I have also set it up for three payments of $37 for those that just want to spread out over three payments. And it's guaranteed. It's a 30-day guarantee. So I, I'm confident this information is, is helped hundreds if not thousands of people, and I'm looking forward to getting some more success stories from your listeners. And uh, I, I'm not sure how long I'll keep this page up, but uh, it will be up for a while because I know some listeners come back and listen to this later on. However, for those that want to study now and learn and, and uh, because they, they know it's, the, the world is based on people, it's the people business. Uh, a majority of our success is based on people skills and communication skills. So this has been my passion to help people, to get results, connect with people, to get understood, and to, to make their life a lot more easier, avoid missing opportunities, and, and having great success in their life. Well, it's fantastic, and thank you so much uh, on behalf of our listeners for putting all this together. We'll certainly promote the heck out of it, and uh, I want to have you back on the show at some point to talk about the art of networking and some of these things, because you're right. I mean, you could have the best product in the world. You could have the best service in the world, but if you can't make those basic connections with people, if you can if you can improve on that particular area, you're going to have a lot better chance of letting people know about that and building rapport is so important today. So uh, you you really gave us a ton of information, and I, I really want to thank you for that, and, and I wish you the best for the holidays and your future success. So listeners, it's getapromotionnow.com forward slash ec dot html. We'll put that up on our website so you can find it as well. And Mike, thanks very much for joining us. And again, uh, I look forward to us talking again at some point. I'm, I'm easy. I, I I learn easily, so uh, I I really appreciate it. you've helped me just in the last 20 minutes or so. So thanks very much for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you for the invitation. We're going to take a short break and we'll come back and wrap up today's show. So 
Hang in there. We'll be right back. You're listening to ExitCoachRadio.com, the information station for age 50-plus business owners, where we're interviewing top advisors for their best tips, ideas, and precautions so you can be well-planned. We upload new one-minute tips every day. ExitCoachRadio.com. Come listen for a minute. Well, listeners, thanks so much for joining us today. It's been a, it's a short show today. We're only doing an hour today and uh, hour next week in, in uh, light of the holidays. And uh, in starting in January, we're going to beef up our schedule. We're going to go to a three-hour show on Thursdays uh, with nine guests, and we're going to include a Wednesday show. We have a lot of demand and a lot of fantastic guests coming onto the show. And I, I want to remind you, you can also go to exacoachradio.com and listen to other hosts on our network. We have nine other hosts that will be online in starting in January, a, a couple new shows coming on, very interesting content. It's all here to, to help you. Um, our heroes, the private business owner, uh, so that you can be well-planned, and we want to wish you the best of the holidays. And again, thanks so much for listening in today. You're listening to ExitCoachRadio.com, the information station for age 50-plus business owners, where we're interviewing top advisors for their best tips, ideas, and precautions so you can be well-planned. We upload new one-minute tips every day. ExitCoachRadio.com. Come listen for a minute. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 